Hi everyone, today is June 1st, 2019, and this is a Duel Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger, and to be honest, this week we don't have a ton to talk about. Uh, everything's focused on the WCS qualifier round, so a lot of the excitement about the game is all about PvP. So we can only talk about our experiences so much, and I personally haven't gotten too far in that experience, so there's limited action there. But uh, we have three new cards to talk about this week in terms of the rank duel rewards. Um, a lot of quality of life changes, some esports things, um, a lot of repeats of cards. I guess I'll talk about uh, Doug Dimmon duel will come on later with his competitive deck of the week. He built it so because this deck got him through the first stage of the WCS qualifiers in one day. So um, check out his deck later on. It's Kowaki Meru Neos deck. And yeah, so we'll get through this episode. Uh, personally, I do have uh, some ailments. I guess I have some allergies or I'm ill. I don't know what it is, but um, I'm trying. I'm going to try to go through some of the parts I go through. Like the last two episodes, I think, I kind of just blew through everything because there were so many new cards and I don't expect the new cards to be coming in for a few weeks now. So um, I guess I'll talk slower. I'll try to do that. And yeah, we'll see how far we can get with this episode with the, the stuff we have. But um, you know, as long as you're playing the game, you're, you're pretty much experiencing, you know, what needs to be seen in terms of uh, PvP duels. For myself this week, um, I'm just at DLV 18. I can't say I've played too much, but I'm starting to get back into it. Um, the real dilemma, I guess I have, is that I don't really have a full deck to play. The, the closest thing I have to a full deck is Noble Knights. And when I say full deck, I mean, you know, like a optimized version of the deck. Uh, Red Eyes... You ideally would have three Red Eyes Fusions, but I don't. I'm, I'm playing some version of two. So the deck that I do have every card for is Noble Knights, but they can only get you so far. Um, I've tried to play a lot of Synchros this week, and playing Synchros, you know, with one Quick Draw Synchron, one Wheel Dealer, I have two Sangens now, you know. It, it, uh, it took me to the bottom in terms of... Um, testing how many losses you can take in a row in the WCS, and you don't even de-rank, so I found that out, I guess. But um, I finally switched over to Dinosaurs. I saw someone, I saw a deck list with Dinosaurs win some tournament, an anytime tournament, I believe, from Duelix Meta, and I am playing Dinosaurs now. Um, sneaky good, still, with Survival's End, of course, which you can quick activate whenever in the graveyard. Um, some combos you could use there. So... That is what I'm rolling with now. I guess, you know, you have about a week uh, before even the, the stage two begins. So there's plenty of time to do it. But it's just getting in the games. Of course, uh, you need a bigger win streak to get the final uh, DLV max. But these these uh, lower level DLVs, uh, you don't need too many wins at all. I don't think you need a streak to win um, to move on to the next stage. So we'll talk about all the improvements later. But... Uh, it's just a good way, playing these WCQ games is a good way to get some of the rewards early on, and it's a better setting than ranked, I'd say, right now, because you don't need too many games to rank up as you go along. 
Now, in terms of esports, Duel Links Meta Weekly 74 happened uh, a few days ago on May 28th. And this one had a lot of blue eyes decks in it. Typically, um, Kwaki Meru came in a bit, and Sub Terrors too. Uh, Sub Terrors, we'll talk about, is considered a tier 1 deck in Duelings meta. Um, it's pretty easy to build. It's the cheap to play deck of the last box. You just need 3 of the trap card, really, to play the deck. And that is another deck that I'm trying to build towards. I only have 2 of... I bought through the set completely, almost completely, and I just need one more Sub Terror Final Battle to actually play that deck. So, this week... First place, Edu16, Switcheroo, Kwaki, Meru, Neos. This is a typical deck you see with when you combine these two archetypes. This is very similar to Doug's deck, which I'll talk about later. But Switcheroo is the skill. Um, Kwaki, Meru, in, term, in terms of those packages, it's changed completely. You've got one Maximus, which is a limited card. You only have one, three Diamond Cores, and only two Ice. And all those other monsters that you did see um, aren't here in this deck. In terms of the Neos package, you've got two Elemental Hero Neos, a Bacon Saver, 80 Changer Kind of Utility Cards, you Fuse, and three Neos Fusions. Uh, two Gale Lizards, kind of... Um, Gale Lizards, Sazank, kind of fill the same role, where they send something to the graveyard, and that gets by your um, Neos Fusion protection in the graveyard. So, it's basically the deck here. Um, of course, in the side deck, you see the Ally of Justice Cycle Reader. This is a card you see... Uh, it's counter blue eyes. Uh, it gets stuff out of their graveyard. Second place, ZZ Mondo. This is a weird deck. This is a Switcheroo, Cyberdark, Kawaki, Meru, Neos. That's three different archetypes packaged into one deck. So, Cyberdark. So, you have one Cyberdark Edge, which attacks directly, I believe. Um, yeah. One Cyberdark Cannon, which helps you draw cards. It attaches to the Edge, draws cards. And one Lang Ling, which is, it lets you hit twice, so... Um, of course, you can hit twice directly, that's the game, so... That's the Cyber Dark component. In terms of Kawaki Meru, you have one Sandman, that negates traps, one Maximus, and three Diamond Cores, and one Iron Core. In terms of the Neos package... Oh, I messed up, there's an Ice, too, there's a Kawaki Meru Ice. Uh, in terms of the Neos package, you have one Bacon Saver, two Neos... Three newest fusion. Rounding out the deck, three cosmic cyclones, which is a very good card nowadays. Helps activate Switcheroo as well. And one treacherous trap hole, which shares the semi limit with Iron Core. Third place, Herbell. This is a sealed tomb synchro deck. And the best synchro decks aren't exactly a tiered deck, but they could get by. And uh, the optimal versions of the deck. Right now, Duelings Meta, do not run any spells or traps. So it's, it looks really weird. Um, it's also awfully expensive. That's why I can't really build the deck myself. But just to talk through this deck, two Quick Draw Synchrons, three Psychic Wheel Dealers, three Sangan, two Sphere Kribo, three Cockadoodle Doo, one Gillosaurus, one Junk Forward, three Psychic Tracker, two Photon Cerebrus. And in terms of the Synchro Extra Deck, which is what you know the deck ultimately tries to get, one Vermilion Dragon Mech, Junk Destroyer, Black Rose Dragon, Gaia Knight, uh, Stardust Charge Warrior, and Chevalier de Fleur. So, a uh, good mix of cards. When I was playing my Synchro deck, I was pretty much playing the exact same uh, Synchro package, except for the Chevalier, because um, 
need the quick draw synchron to play it, and I only have one, so there's no point in running a synchro monster if I only have a very low chance of doing it, but you just have a lot of synchro monsters, of course, Cockadoo to do kind of puts the deck together, Photon Cerebrus is their anti-magic arrows, it's a very sneaky card, uh, only Econ gets by it, really, yeah, Yellow Source and Junk Forward are ramp cards. Very cool deck. It's very fun to play. I mean, I lost a ton of games with my horrible Synchro deck, but very fun to play either way. And Hydro, third place, Sealed Tombs, Blue Eyes. This is a typical Blue Eyes deck you see. You've got discard cards with Snipe Hunter. You know, you're, you ditch the White Stones of light, uh, of Ancients. Uh, three Sphere Karibos. Sphere Karibos seems to be a, a common card nowadays in terms of hand protection, so... That's about it for Dueling's Meta Weekly 74. In terms of the tier list update, uh, Blue Eyes and Subterror are the tier 1 decks. Now Subterror has moved itself completely from the high potential deck to tier 1 right away. Um, very strong. I mean, um, they just have, it's, it, it's, a, it's a control deck, really, but they do have really strong attacks. Their trap card is really good. Um, yeah, that's all I could really say about it. And they're pretty cheap to build, so all those things work towards Subterrors being what they are right now. In Tier 2, they have Ancient Gears, Neo, Spellbook, and Kawakimeru. Kawakimeru is back. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with Kawakimeru Ice becoming more prominent again. And, um, Neos, of course, it's, it's kind of weird that they're separate, because... Kawakimaru decks are typically seen with Neos. Uh, Neos is a very good engine, and you know you don't really see a regular Kawakimaru deck going on its own nowadays. Tier three, you just have six Samurais here. Um, they're still fine, I guess. There's nothing really wrong with them. I could play six Samurais probably in um, the WCS qualifiers, but I'm just trying out different decks. And high potential, you have Dinosaurs, Metaphys, and Synchrons. Dinosaurs have been added. I think this is what kind of caught my attention and trying to play Dinosaurs again. Um, and removed Buster Blader, Cyberdarks, and Red Eyes have been removed from uh, the tier list in Duelings Meta. And of course, these decks are pretty much fine to play if you're just playing them, but in the tournament format, that kind of... There's a different focus in the tournament format, and these decks are less good in the tournament format. That's what the tier list is about. Alright, so there's only three new cards to talk about this week. There's a bunch of repeats, but uh, they're not releasing too many new cards when there's a big competition going on, so that's that's understandable. Um, so in terms of the, the ranked duels, this is for the month of June. New SR card is Hyper Psychic Riser. Level 6 Synchro, Earth Synchro, um, Psychic 2000 Attack, 600 Defense. No tuning requirements. Monsters with less attack than this card cannot attack. Also, neither player can activate the effects of face up monsters on the field with more attack than this card. If this card in your possession is destroyed by your opponent's card and sent to the graveyard, you can target one tuner and one non tuner in your graveyard with the same type and attribute as each other. Add them to your hand. You can only use this effect once per turn. So, um, you notice some things about this card right away. It's a lockdown card. Monsters of less attack cannot attack. 
and monsters with more attack cannot use their effects. One can assume that monsters with the same attack can do both. This is a level 6, which is very easy to do, because Psychics have two cards. Psychic Wheel Dealer, which is a tuner. Psychic Tracker, which is the non-tuner. 3 plus 3. And previously they used uh, Serene Psychic Witch, which is also a level 3. So that could work too. Um, the thing with Psychic Tracker is it adds 600 attack to the monster. So when this is made with Psychic Tracker, you get 2600 attack. So monsters with less than 2600 can't attack. Monsters with more than 2600 can't use their abilities. One notable monster is um, Cosmic Brain, Cosmo Brain, and you know, that can't use its ability. So it's this is a very useful lockdown card. I think it will make its way into Synchro Dex. Uh, it's kind of the theme. The next card's also a lockdown card, so this I think this will see play in synchros if they ever become a thing. Um, probably the best SR card to get, anyways, with your ticket. <laughs> Power Sync Stone is the R card. Each as a continuous trap card. Each time a monster effect is activated, place one spellstone counter on this card. There's a max of two. While this card has two spellstone counters, face of monsters on the field cannot activate their abilities, their effects. And their effects are negated. During each end phase, remove all spellstone counters on this card. Basically what this card does is it works on both sides. It lets the first ability go. Well, the first ability works. But then the second one would add two counters and then in, the ability gets, gets negated. So what this does is it gives each player one effect each turn. This hits the controlling player as well. But what I see this being played in is... Uh, Anti-trap decks. So 10 Kabito Shen and Elemental Hero Wildheart are monsters that don't get affected by trap cards. And that doesn't really count as their ability because it's a passive ability. So, um, you know, you'll just be disrupting your opponent while your monsters are fine. You just give them big equip spells like Power of the Guardians. I see this being a fit in that deck. That deck can be pretty good sometimes, I must admit. And Econ, uh, Seer Karibu are things that get around it, but any trap card is pretty much off the board against them. So this fits in very well with that deck, I think. And the end card is a mouthful. It's Mika, Zucchino, Yaiba. Level 7 Dragon. Normal Monster, Dark. 2200 Attack, 2350 Defense. I forget what it was, but there were some Mokuba skills with uh, Monster Morph, Evolution, or whatever. There might be some usage there. I know uh, Rabbit Dragon got some farming purpose, so you know, that's all this card would see. It's not going to be a card you're going to see in Ranked Duels, in the WCS, or anything like that. But um, even mind for level 7 Dark Dragons, I guess Red Eyes is already one of those monsters. It's a clear upgrade over this card. But yeah, that's all this card's for. So... Speaking, I'm going to switch gears to the WCS, and that was kind of the theme of the podcast question of the week. The question was, why are you playing the uh, the World Championship Qualifiers in Duel Links? And I gave four things, uh, reasons why. The competition's better than ranked. Uh, four gems for eSports glory, which is kind of more than ranked or competition. And I'm not competing. 10% of respondents said the competition's better than ranked. 
60% are playing for the gems. I'm playing for the gems. 13% are playing for esports glory. It's kind of shooting for the top spot, I guess. And 70% said I'm not competing. So we've got our usual respondents here. Yu-Gi-Oh! Deck Talk. Doug Dimadul says get those gems. Of course, uh, make sure you play this event three times a day. So you get 50 gems a day. Uh, even if you lose this next play a suicide deck, whatever. Make someone's day. <laughs> uh, get those gems because I personally ran out of gems just trying to buy that last box and I didn't even get through it. So uh, My decks are incomplete because I don't have gems. Grand Harrier says, if I could answer both, I'd say gems and competition. It's nice to have a mode that's easier to grind through to the higher ranks, but is also usually quite competitive. Yep. Um, I personally don't like facing some of the decks I've seen. Um, of course, that depends on MMR in terms of your win percentage, I guess. So if you have a higher win percentage, you're going to face better decks. And I found that you're you're facing, if you're losing a ton, you're going to face lower quality decks. So... Things definitely got more palatable after I lost a ton of games. Um, I am seeing a lot more Lava Golems than I would like, but part of the challenge is playing around those cards, of course. So there definitely is there definitely is value to facing like a new meta that's different from ranked, I guess. Uh, so I'm going to keep talking about the WCS qualifiers. I've noticed some differences here. I started off at DLV 12. I'm still at 18, as I mentioned. Hopefully, I could get some. I can make some headway today, but um, it goes all the way up to DLV 25, I believe. Back in the day, it was just 20, and then max. Um, I found that it was virtually impossible to derank when I was playing my synchro deck. I don't know where I was, but I think I lost seven in a row, and I didn't derank. And then I won one. I lost one, and then my next game was a rank-up game, which was kind of strange. You only needed to win two out of three or something to get a rank-up game. I'm not really sure, but that definitely uh, makes it feel better, I guess, <laughs> if it's impossible to derank. Of course, I could have been at a lower DLV. If you're closer to 25, it's probably easier to derank. That's probably the case, but um, it definitely felt okay that I was just playing my games and with this horrible deck, and I wasn't being punished for it, I guess. Uh, it's easier to rank up, as I mentioned, and you get 50 gems a day. All of those are good things. Um, and I guess there are, uh, 17% of the respondents of the poll still said they're not playing uh, the WCQ. And uh, I guess Konami is trying to get everyone to play, of course. You, you definitely want to play to get your gems, at least. Even if it's embarrassing or whatever, just play your suicide deck or play whatever. And yeah, really, I'm just doing it for the gems. I'm trying to get to stage two, you know, seeing to get what rewards we can get. And if I am in stage two, uh, getting a rank, uh, some kind of rank, would be nice, of course. But yeah, stage one of the WCQ is going on till June 6th. June 7 to 10, it's the regional qualifiers. So there's still plenty of time to move up to DLV max for everyone. Speaking of the WCS qualifiers, the celebration sale is here. Um, this is pretty much the best deal that they have. Three packs and a guaranteed UR for 99 cents American dollars. 
Um, definitely bought at least two or three of these. I forget which ones. But these are definitely better to get in the mini box because there's only three URs in a mini box. So it's 33% for each UR you want. Of course, uh, if you're playing, if you're buying a regular box, it's kind of a coin. It's a more than a coin flip. It's a rolling a 10-sided die or whatever. So um, the best for money deal is here. Take advantage of it if you have 99 cents to spare. So now we are going to talk about some repeats of cards. We're getting a lot of repeats of cards, actually. And the card flipper campaign is uh, you know, one of those things. You get some gems, you get some gold or whatever, but there's two cards that we're getting back. It's Weevil cards. First one's Insect Armor with Laser Cannon. Equip spell, give an insect 700 attack. There's, another, there's a similar card that was used in the anime, the Insect Laser Armor, I believe it's called. This one gives 700 attack. It's a little better, but it's not really good either. So uh, They're just rounding out the collection of cards that we've only gave one of or something. So uh, It's a continuing thing. They're, they're, they're giving out full play sets of cards that aren't too useful. The second one is Cobra Jar. This one did see some play. It's a 200... It's a level 2, 600, 300 reptile of a flip effect. Specialist summon one poisonous snake token with 1200 attack and defense. And the poisonous snake token is destroyed by battle. Inflict 500 damage to your opponent's life points. Yeah, this was a card that saw play early on as a burn card. Burns for 500, gives a token of 1200. Yep, uh, this kind of thing is, isn't really playable nowadays because we play Lava Golem and things like that, so it's a lot better. But. You know, this card doesn't... I'm not really complaining about this card. Uh, it was a card that did see quite a bit of play before. Dual Quest is here. At, it seems to be a continuing end-of-the-month theme of Dual Quest. So, we're getting six repeats of cards. First is Fire Princess. Level 4 Pyro, 1300 attack, 1500 defense. Each time you gain life points, inflict 500 damage to your opponent. This was a card that did see some uh, meme play. There was some, I think, it was probably with Fairy Smile, if I had to guess, with Ishizu. There's also a Teya Trap card that uh, gets you 500 life points for every card you draw, I think. So there was some deck with that going on. Um, it's more of a fun card, of course, and you could burn your opponent slowly. It's probably not going to fly nowadays, but now you have two... Some shenanigans could happen, maybe. I don't know. You could burn them each time with each Fire Princess. Sonic Jammer is another Weevil card we're getting more of. Oh no, this is a Bandit Keith card. It's a machine. Uh, level 2, 350, 650. Flip effect. Your opponent cannot activate any spell cards until the end phase of your next turn. Of the next turn. So this, it, when used for offense, it disrupts Econ because Econ flips things over. Of course, if you're leading in with a 350 attacker, it's not really much of a deal. Could be sneaky against cards that use against decks that use a lot of spells like Six Samurais or Spellbooks, but it's too situational in the end. It relies on a flip effect. I'm not going to see any play. Uh, speaking of that, Mad Sword Beast is a card we've seen a lot. We've gotten a lot of copies of this card, but it's a 1400 attack dinosaur of piercing. Uh, not much to say about that. I can't really hit through a lot of things. Dinosaurs don't play it. Yeah, that's about it. Silent Paladin is a card we officially have three of. I think I, s I have four of these now because um, 
I was used I used some ticket on it or something. I forget what happened, but I or a choose a gift campaign where I took it. But now now this is a card we have three of. Um level four fairy, five hundred attack, fifteen hundred defense. When this is normal summon, you can add one level uh silent swordsman level three or silent magician level four from your deck to your hand during either player's turn when a spell card activated that targets one monster you control, you can negate the activation. This effect can only be used once when this card's face up on the field. When this is destroyed by battle, uh, target one level light level monster in your graveyard and add it to your hand. So the um, Silent Magicians and Silent Swordsmen are typically playing the levelless monster. And that one ramps into a level 7 or a level 8 monster, which has a lot of attack. This one kind of works with the smaller level cards. So level 3 Silent Swordsman, level 4 Silent Magician. It kind of makes this card less playable. Um, even if we have a full playset now, the play has to shift back to those lower level cards for this card to see any play at all. Goblin Attack Force is a 2300 Attack 0. That switches to defense mode. Everyone knows what that card does. It will just win one fight on the board and lose the next fight. So that's all it is. And Shine Palace. This is a... I believe it's a Pegasus card. Is an equip spell that gives 700 attack to any light monster. I say it's the same as um, insect armor with laser cannon, but it's a little better because light encompasses a lot of monsters. Fortunately, it's just 700 attack. If you're looking for an equip spell to play, uh, Power of the Guardians is definitely pretty OP in terms of equip spells. So uh, definitely shift your focus to that N rarity card that gives. A monster 500 attack when attacked, and it's pretty much indestructible. Some quality of life things that have changed with the latest update. There's an archive feature. Uh, the dual studio has also been renamed the card studio, but basically ace monsters that are summoned uh, don't have their sequences anymore, so you could just view these in the card studio, so I guess that saves some time. Uh, this was pretty much an inconsequential thing, in my opinion. doesn't really do much to the quality of life. I'm not really going to watch those videos, really. I guess it was cool when Exodia existed, and you could see the Exodia blow them, blow them up, but those other monsters I didn't really care for. Also, logging into the game has been streamlined. Uh, previously, when you opened the game, it cut to Dual World, and then it cut to the notifications, and then it cut to the other uh, ongoing events or something. Now, they don't have that first cut to the um, Dual World. It doesn't really save much time, I guess. It... It saves some loading, uh, buys you some time if you're playing on mobile, and you're about to disconnect, so I guess that's pretty cool. Um, these two quality of life events, I mean, upgrades aren't too consequential, frankly, but I guess um, working on something is better than working on nothing. But now Doug Dividual is here. He's here to talk about his competitive deck of the week. This is not the casual deck of the week. This is... His competitive deck of the week. Why? Because he used this deck to get through the entire stage one of the WCS qualifiers in one day. Um, so if you have these cards or you have something resembling it, have an idea of something that can get... If if, if um, the WCS is killing you and you can't get through it, listen to here. He has a Kowaki Meru Neos deck that will get you through stage one of the WCS qualifiers. So check it out right now.
Hey there, this is Doug Dibadool with Doug's Casual Deck of the Week, but this time the deck is not so casual, but more competitive. So maybe we'll have to call this week uh, Doug's Competitive Deck of the Week. This is the deck that I use to uh, climb the ranks in the World Championship Qualifiers this year. Uh, started at level 12, ended up at uh, dual level max. Uh, within a day and probably just a few hours, I just started my day with uh, about two hours of play and uh, was able to climb from uh, level 22 up to uh, max pretty easily. Uh, the deck that I was using was a uh, Kawaki Meru uh, mix with a, a Neos Fusion. Uh, you've probably seen similar decks uh, around, but uh, this one for me was the most comfortable to use. Uh, everything within this deck had a purpose. Everything was effective in its own way, and some of it was just pretty clutch. Now, the skill that I'm using with this is Sealed Tombs. There's a lot of graveyard shenanigans going on right now, so if you have a Shizu and you're using the sealed tomb skill you can activate it and uh, for your turn and then the next turn that your opponent has uh, nobody is able to start moving stuff uh, in and out of the graveyard that means no banishing no bringing stuff back from the graveyard onto the field like they try to do with those blue eyes decks using silver's cry uh, you're basically just slowing your opponent down for a turn and basically every deck that i'm seeing right now uh, that i was playing there was some kind of uh, activity going on in the graveyard so this is probably one of the better skills to have right now in the world championship qualifiers if you're trying to make it to stage two so i want to start this deck off with just having my two copies of karakuri ninja mdl 339 sazank level three machine 1200 attack 1200 defense uh, just like any other karakuri it must attack if able and when this face up attack position card is selected for an attack you could change it to defense position but don't worry about that part what matters is you want to set this card face down if you're able to uh, when this card is flipped face up select one face up monster on on the field and send it to the graveyard. This bypasses a lot of those uh, uh, card destruction protections. Um, it, it just works really, really well. But also it has another perk. If you flip it uh, face up, it can then attack directly that turn. So sometimes if you're just within 1,000 or 1,200 life points away from winning a duel, you could close it out pretty good with uh, this Sazank uh, here. So really good card. I run two copies of it. Then for good measure, and it's come in clutch, I've run my one copy of Sphere Karibo. I have three copies now because of that new... Um, uh, that new little purchase pack where you could get the uh, free Sphere Karibo with it. That's pretty awesome. I hope Konami does more of those. But uh, I do run one copy of Sphere Karibo. It's come in clutch every once in a while. And then because of the limitation, I run my one copy of Kawaki Miru Maximus. It's the uh, level 8 uh, dragon, 3,000 attack, 2,500 defense. Can't normal summon or special summon it unless you're sending one iron core of Kawaki Miru from your hand to the banished zone. Uh, and you know the effect. You have to uh, either discard another Kawaki Miru or uh, it's going to be destroyed. But you want to try and have your diamond core uh, at least banished before you activate your sealed tombs. That way at the end of the turn your Kawaki Mirror Maximus doesn't get banished, or doesn't get destroyed, because uh, at least your banished uh, Diamond Core prevents that from happening. Uh, as for uh, the other Kawaki Mirror that I run, I run two copies of Kawaki Mirror Ice. This is pretty much the MVP of the deck. It's a level 4 Aqua, 1900 attack, 1200 defense. Uh, basically, 
you, you discard a card from your hand to destroy one of your opponent's special summon monsters. There's a lot of special summoning going on, and sometimes you'll have cards in your hand like Bacon Saver, or you'll have a card like AD Changer, uh, stuff that you really have no use for in your hand anyway. So you're kind of killing two birds with one stone by by sending those cards to the graveyard using Kawaki Meru Ice. So uh, it is a good way to break up a bad hand. Same thing if you have an Elemental Hero Neos that you're not doing anything with. If it's in your hand, it's just good discard fodder. So speaking of the other cards, I do run Bacon Saver. Once it's in your graveyard, you can banish it and uh, negate one of your opponent's attacks. So it's a good stall card. Uh, usually I use it for fodder with my Neos Fusion. Same thing with AD Changer. Uh, you can banish this card from your graveyard, then target one monster on the field and change its battle position. So if there's something with uh, a lower defense that you could swing through, this is really effective. I also like using it uh, specifically against uh, the... Uh, six Samurai decks, if they leave a Six Samurai in attack before I do anything, if I have an AD Changer in the graveyard, uh, I will switch it to defense position uh, in order to make sure that it locks out their um, uh, their trap card from activating that sends the two cards back to your hand. So, uh, really good. And then I run just two copies of Elemental Hero Neos. Now, as for the spells, as I mentioned, I run Neos Fusion, run three copies of those. Uh, you could send a, a, a Neos from your deck to the graveyard and then one level four or lower effect monster. Ideally, you want to send your Bacon Saver or your AD Changer to the graveyard, but if not, you could always send one of your Sazanks or uh, even a Sphere Karibo to the graveyard. If you're playing against somebody that has a parasite uh, skill that uh, shuffles those parasite parasites into your deck, you could always actually send one of those to your graveyard. It goes back to your opponent's graveyard when you do that, but at least it uh, makes it less likely that you'll draw into a, par a parasite uh, that way. So it's just a really good skill. I think a lot of people on Reddit have been talking about just, just a PSA that you can use your opponent's parasite and send it to the graveyard for your Neos fusion play. So, of course, in your extra deck, you want to have those Elemental Hero Brave Neos to go with it, and that's really all you need in your extra deck. Uh, as for other spells, I run three copies of Diamond Core Kawaki Meru to either search out my Kawaki Meru Ice or depending on the situation a Kawaki Meru Maximus because you have that one copy and then since it's semi-limited you have your two copies of Iron Core of Kawaki Meru you definitely want to have that if you're if they're really filling up your hand uh, you can try and getting a Kawaki Meru Ice and start discarding some of those um, those other cards as fodder um, but then to round things out and this is severely underrated, and I definitely recommend you running it, is two copies of Cosmic Cyclone to round out the deck to 20 cards. There have been a lot of scenarios where just paying that 1,000 life points to banish one of my opponent's spells or traps comes in so clutch, especially when there's just a nice mix of uh, Six Samurai with Heavy Back Row, and you'll have a lot of uh, Ancient Gear decks that are thrown in there. Uh, there's nothing better than banishing their Gear Town or banishing um, you know something so that it, uh, it kind of messes up their time timing where they can't activate the uh, the gear town effect uh, so yeah there's there's just a lot of good um, a lot of good plays you could make with this deck but like I said this is you'll probably find a lot of similar builds with this if you do have sealed tombs this is really one of the best decks to uh, com uh, to combat the uh, current meta there's just a lot of special summoning going on and there's a lot of graveyard stuff that people are dealing with so uh, this does cover both bases I went on just a really really good run from level 22 all the way to uh, 
uh, duel level max. I don't think I lost more than one or two duels using this deck during that run. And there was just a lot of different matchups. And that's what's been so interesting about this uh, World Championship Qualifier is uh, just the wide variety of, uh, of archetypes and decks that are being used. So, uh, you know, really just depends on the matchup. But this does match up very well against most of the meta decks right now. So I think that was... Uh, uh, that did come in handy. A little bit of luck came into play. You know, it's very hard to get that five-win streak to get up to dual level max. So if you've uh, been climbing, you win a few in a row and you lose one, I'm telling you, that's a terrible feeling. But you got to either power through it or just set the phone down, wait uh, wait until a later point and try again. Because uh, it, it does get very frustrating when there's a risk of leveling back down. And, uh, you know, hey, that's just the nature of the grind. But uh, sometimes you come out on top and if you get lucky, uh, you know, this this deck will actually really help you get set up for success if you're trying to make that that last push so um yeah next week i'll go back to uh, some more casual style builds but i figured with it being the world uh, world championship qualifiers having a competitive deck is just a nice little uh, nice little change of things so uh, anyway this was doug dimadul and i will see you all next time take care Thanks, Doug. And you can check out his... Uh, he's going to have a segment here every week. He also has a Twitter account. Check out his content, Yu-Gi-Oh! Deck Talk. All right. So, upcoming news. Regional qualifiers for WCS 2019, June 7th to 10th. So, that's the next stage. Um, that's next Friday. And the next weekend, too. So, uh, that's moving up to the next round. And Glory's Bastion in early June. So that should be the next event next week. Probably a roaming duelist. New cards, Nine-Tailed Fox and Amano Iwato. I'm not going to spoil too much about the new cards, but Nine-Tailed Fox is a zombie. It has six stars. And some other shenanigans. The more interesting card is Amano Iwato, which could... Um, could have some play for spirit monsters. So it's a spirit monster. That's pretty much a type of monster that saw no support at all in duelings. So we're going to see if this brings back spirit monsters. Hassleberry is back early June. Dino DNA. You get to acquire Hassleberry. There's a new Hassleberry skill. And more than likely, there's going to be one or two new dinosaur cards. So um, it could give some juice to dinosaurs again. Tour Guide Mission Bingo is happening mid-June. Dual Quest is back again at the end of the month. Fantastic Pegasus. Toon Cyber Dragon and Toon Gemini Elf. Toon Cyber Dragon is a new card. So, Toons are have caught steam thanks to the Toon Red Eyes Black Dragon. So, this could actually be relevant, these two cards. Tristan is being retired. He's sent to the gate, so you could acquire him if you haven't done so. Uh, those monkey events are over, I guess. And big news: late June raid duel, the Flames of Vengeance. Uh, I'm trying. I'm gonna try not to mess this up. Kapak Apu is the is the highlighted monster, Earthbound Immortal Kapak Apu, and this is also the acquisition of Kalen Kessler. So this is 
more than likely his monster, he gets one of it. It'd probably be too strong to give too many of this card, but we're going to get to get Kaelin Kessler. So another monster, another uh, legendary duelist to get. And we finally get a bad guy in, in 5D's world, which is good because they're all good guys uh, as a legendary duelist. So that is it for this week. This is a very short episode because of the um, you know low content, but we'll try to do something next week. Um, thanks for listening. Good luck in the WCS. You can listen to this podcast and subscribe anywhere. Check out the podcast and more at the website, thedualassessment.wordpress.com. Email thedualassessment at gmail.com or you can find me on Twitter, dual underscore assessment, me at Green Ranger CCG. Um, yeah, let me know. Let me know uh, what to improve on. Tell your friends about the podcast. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Good luck in the dual world. <laughs>